March the 6th is my birthday. March the 4th is my wife's anniversary. My wife's anniversary. She's so glad to get me. She had an anniversary. But uh, uh, I called uh, little Ronnie and asked him, little Ronnie Booth, I said, Hey, I'm going to be 86 years old. How about coming down and singing for me? And he said, I can do that. And so he's going to be here on that Sunday. And what we're going to do is uh, I'd like to start that Sunday at 1030 rather than 10 o'clock for Sunday school. And uh, he said, you want me to just sing one song? I said, not hardly. I want you to sing you get tired. But he's going he's gonna to bring his guitar and just, just sit here and sing for us a while on that day. And I am really looking forward to it. And what I want you to do with me, though, is invite people to come. And if you'll tell them that he's coming, they'll be here. He's got a uh, um, following. I forgot now how many thousand. And he said he's going to put it on the, the, that YouTube and invite everybody to come. So invite everybody you can to come on that Sunday, and they'll be here, and we'll have a good old time. Besides that, bring a dollar, and I'll take that too. No, I really, you know what I would rather have than anything else? Bring an unsaved person that day with you. I really mean that. Just go out and find somebody that you really love, that you want to see them saved, and bring them on that day. And I know one thing, the songs he'll be singing will glorify the Lord, and uh, the message we'll bring will glorify the Lord, and somebody might get saved that day if you will just invite people to come. So I encourage you to do that. I wanted to let you know about it in time enough that you could let people know. I've been talking to people all this past week about it, and they're excited about coming. There's some of them going to be here that don't regularly come, so we'll have a good day that day, especially. This morning, go to Colossians with me, the book of Colossians, and I want to begin in chapter 2 and uh, verse 4. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 4. And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the Spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As you have therefore received Christ the Lord, so walk you in Him, rooted, built up in Him, and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the dishes of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in Him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in Him, which is the head of all principality and power. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, I pray that if somebody's listening, somebody here today that has doubts about their salvation, or they really have never received you as personal Savior, they will make it clear today how to be saved and how to know it. Bless us, we do pray now in Jesus' name. Amen. What I want to talk to you about, can anything be added to God's salvation? Now, Colossians chapter 2, verse 4 through 9, 
If you study this very clearly, you'll find there are six things discussed here. In this chapter as a whole, we learn that in Christ all the fullness of the Godhead dwell. You know what that means? That means God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit dwells within the believer. Now, verse 4 through 7 means that the believer about, it warns the believer about enticing words. I was talking to somebody just this past week about their church and and, and people are getting very uh, concerned about churches that they're going to today. They're changing the music programs. Um, uh, you know most churches now don't even have a choir? And they just have a little group comes up and they have what they call, they stand here and they sing and praise God and they call it a, a praise service. And then they go in and they're changing the... The preachers are not using the old King James Bible. They're using some other kind of Bible. And you say, Preacher, what's the importance of that? Now listen to me very carefully. Did you know that music has everything to do with the preaching of the Word of God? If you study Psalms, you'll find and study the life of David and wicked Saul. Do you know what God told them to do? Go get David and his heart and let him play to Saul when he gets in this mood of wanting to destroy everything. And by playing that music, it soothes the soul. You know what that means? It means it's, you've got to be careful when you're talking about the Lord's service that you sing the right songs in the right attitude and because you're getting your soul, you're getting your spirit ready to receive the Word of God. Then when it comes to receiving the Word of God, you've got to be definite it is the Word of God. Uh, I was in Colorado and I preached for a man there, a pastor there, and I gave an invitation and he came forward with some other people. I think I had 12 came forward that, that night and uh, they was kneeling down. I went down, I was dealing with people and I looked down there and the pastor was down there. And I said, sir, can I help you? He said, well, what you just preached is true. I'm not saved either. And I said, good night. What you been preaching? And he said, well, I've been reading out of this uh, missionary book to our people. Wait a minute. That's not preaching. That's not what church is all about. You've got to be careful of what you listen to when it comes to the Word of God. Now listen to what the, the verse 4 through 7 warns the believer about enticing words. In other words, be careful what and who you listen to. Verse 8. Look at it, please. Verse 8. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the traditions of men. Do you know there's a difference in preaching God's Word and philosophy? Most sermons nowadays that I listen to on radio and on TV are philosophy. They're talking about how to have a good marriage and, and how to uh, have health and, and wealth and everything else in the world and being uh, just a better person. Oh, that's philosophy. That's not preaching the Word of God. And the Bible warns us against uh, listening to preachers that all they want to do is deceive people by teaching them philosophy instead of Christ. Do you know what preaching is? It's preaching Christ Jesus. That's preaching. 
Now verse 9 through 10 assures the believer that nothing can be added to God's complete salvation in Christ Jesus. Did you know that when you get saved by accepting Christ in your Savior, you're complete? You don't need anything else. You're complete. Now watch this. Verse 14 through 17 assures the believer that the law of observance were fulfilled in Christ Jesus. In other words, Jesus fulfilled all that the law required. Did you know that Matthew chapter 5 verse 17 Jesus said, I didn't come into this world to condemn the law or to do away with the law. Jesus said, I came into this world to fulfill the law. In other words, everything that the law requires for me to do to be right with God, Jesus fulfilled it. He completed it. It's done with. Now, verse 18 and 19 warns the believers against worship of angels or mysterious things. Verse 20 through 23 warns against self-torture or self-denial to try to get into heaven. Have you ever watched on TV these people down in South America as they climb this mountain and they take chains and they whip their backs with it as they go up that mountain? And they think that that's uh, uh, self-inflicting torture to themselves or get them into heaven? Now notice something here before we go on. The devil doesn't care how much we preach or teach people not to do certain things. As long as we don't preach Jesus Christ is the only way of salvation of the soul. The devil don't care how many preachers stand in pulpits today and preach all kinds of stuff as long as they don't preach Jesus only as a way of salvation. Now the message today is Colossians 2 verse 10 and you are complete in him which is the head of all principality and power. In other words, notice, believers are complete in Jesus. Now, if we are complete in Jesus, what then can be added to completeness? If I'm complete, nothing can be added. Yet people all the time try to add their beliefs, their traditions, their religious religions. And if you are a believer, you're already complete in Christ Jesus. There are three reasons believers are complete in Christ. Number one, we are complete because of the ability of Jesus to save. Now just suppose that I got convicted of my sin. And just suppose that I knew in my heart that I cannot go to heaven for sin in my life, therefore i got to have my sins gotten off of me. Just suppose all that took place. And I went to some organization... I went to some person and I asked them, would you take my sins off of me? You know what the answer is? You can't help me. You can't do it. There's no religious system. There's no person on the face of this earth can take my sins off of me. There's only one. And that's Jesus Christ. Now, you know what, that, what I mean by that? I'm glad I'm complete in Jesus because He can do it. Amen? When I got on my knees and asked Jesus to save me, He said, I'll do it. And He has the authority to do it. And He has the whereby to do it because of His shed blood. There is salvation in none other. Acts chapter 4 verse 12. The church can't do it. Family can't do it. No man can save you. Only Jesus Christ can save you from sin. 
Listen to 1 John 1, 7. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. So Jesus is able to do it. Number two, we're complete in Jesus because <coughs> of Jesus' ability to keep us safe. Turn over to first, Second Timothy just a minute. In Second Timothy, chapter one. Second Timothy, chapter one, and look at verse twelve with me, please. And I thank Jesus Christ our Lord, who has enabled me for the economy favor, putting me into the ministry, who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor. That's the first, I'm sorry, I got the wrong. I knew that was wrong. I'm looking for a verse, the verse that helped me so much when I got saved. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I'm not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed against him that day. I know in whom I have believed. Notice according to this verse then, we are complete in Jesus because he has ability to keep us safe. No man is able to get a saved person out of the hand of God, according to John chapter 10 and verse 29. Do you ever hear somebody say, I used to be saved? I once was saved, but I lost my salvation? That's impossible. Why? Because once you're in Christ Jesus' hand, no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. Hebrews 13, verse 5. I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. Matthew 28, 20. I am with you always, even unto the end. Romans 8, 31. If God be for us, who can be against us? John 3.16 For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him shall never perish. Now, that's pretty complete. Amen? If I can never lose my salvation, if I can never get out of God's hand, then I'm complete. We are complete in Christ Jesus because of His ability to present us to the Father faultless. Notice the word in Jude, just a minute, please. Turn over to the last book just before the Revelation. And Jude, verse 24. Jude, verse 24. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling, and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, to the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and forever. You can't fall. Why? Because verse 24 says that He is able to present you faultless before the Father. Now watch this. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 14. Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. In other words, God demands holiness. Now, believe this or not, I am a holiness preacher. My daddy always wanted me to be a holiness preacher. He didn't want me to be a Baptist preacher. And I said, Daddy, I am a holiness preacher. No, you're not. You're a Baptist preacher. No, I'm not. I'm a holiness preacher. Now, you listen to me very carefully. 
The Bible is holy. I preach the Bible. The gospel is holy. I preach the gospel. Uh, the Christ we preach is holy. I preach Christ. The blood of Jesus Christ is holy. So I preach the blood of Christ. So all Bible preachers are holiness preachers. Listen to this verse. Matthew 5 verse 48. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Now that's not a suggestion. That's a command. Now go back to Colossians with me. Colossians chapter 2, please. And look at verse 10 and verse 11. Colossians chapter 2, verse 10. And you are complete in Him, which is the head of all principality power, in whom also you are circumcised with a circumcision made without hand in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Now notice some. This... Colossians 2 verse 10 and 11 says the only way anyone will ever be holy if they are in Christ Jesus then. Now two times in Matthew God the Father said this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Matthew 3 16 and 17 is the baptism of Jesus Christ. Again Matthew 17, verse 1 and verse 8, on the Mount of Transfiguration. Notice on those two scenes that God gives us in Matthew, God the Father said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. In other words, there's not another person on the face of God's earth that Holy Father is pleased with except His Son. Now let me give you something. If you're in Christ Jesus then, which we are, if we're saved, then we're pleasing the Father. Now, I can't please the Father. No priest can do it for me. Mary can't do it for me. Sinful man cannot help sinful man, but Jesus can. Now watch this. Jesus is holy. So for us to be holy, we must be in Christ Jesus. Now turn over to Romans chapter 8 with me. Pray for me because I'm trying to get used to using another Bible. My old Bible's about tore up, and it's about time I got a new one. And it's very hard for me to get used to another Bible. I can tell you just about what page or what side of the page the one I got is the old King James Bible, but they, they all feel the same, but it's just strange to use a new one. Romans chapter 8, don't you begin with me in verse 8, please. In verse 8. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. I read that verse, I said, man, that's hard. I'm still in the flesh. Then I come to verse 9. But you're not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so, be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. I want to ask you something. Do you understand that when you got saved, the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? He's in you. Now watch this. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you, so He does. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of it. And if, he, if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. The Holy Spirit is in us. That person is in us. That's the one that's holy. 
Now watch, notice, we are complete in Jesus because Jesus' ability to save us. There is salvation in none other. Jesus said, By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. We are complete in Jesus because of the ability to keep us saved. There is no condemnation to which of them are in Christ Jesus. We are complete in Jesus because of His ability to present us to the Father faultless, sinless, holy, without spot or wrinkle. You know how He does it? Because He presents you not in yourself, but He presents you under the blood. And so we become as white as snow. All that God demands, He provides in Christ Jesus. That's why salvation is not of us. It's in our salvation... God demands everything that's needed for our salvation. Then He provides everything that we need for us to be saved in Christ Jesus. So somebody comes along and says, I got saved because I wanted to get saved. No, you didn't. You got saved because God saved you. Now you listen very carefully. Colossians 3 verse 3. For you are dead and your life is hid in Christ Jesus, in God. Listen now. If you're in Christ Jesus, you're saved, completely saved. You possess Bible holiness, Bible perfection, Bible sinless. We are completely saved, redeemed, cleansed, sanctified in the inner man. Notice also salvation is a gift of God. God gives us eternal life in Jesus. We are sons of God now. So, if you're not saved, you can receive everything God demands in for you to be saved in Christ Jesus. Now, here's the importance of this message. Suppose I came here this morning and I sang some kind of song that makes you feel good. Leave out Christ altogether. But it makes you feel good. I mean, let's shout a little bit. Let's sing and feel good. You know, what good is that going to do you? Nothing but you feel good in the flesh. Suppose I came in here with some other message and I preached for an hour about everything in the world, but I leave out Christ. What good is that to you when it comes to the salvation of your soul? Not one thing except to make your flesh feel good. And the Bible makes it very plain. In Christ are we complete. That's why it's so important that you listen to the right kind of preacher, that you listen to the right kind of Bible, that you listen to the right kind of songs. If it doesn't have the message of Christ in it, you stay away from it. You listen to the right thing because in Christ. You know why I love to preach? Because I realized a long time ago I can't save any man's soul. I want to, but I can't do it. But I know one who can and my job is to introduce people to the one that can save your soul. And I can guarantee you by God's Word, and He does not lie, if you'll come to Him, He'll completely save you. Amen? Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, thank You for salvation in Christ Jesus. Help us to always make it simple and plain that anybody can understand it, even children. And I thank you so much for that. Bless us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's sing an invitation. It might be that somebody 
They just don't know for sure you're saved today. You like to get that straight. Whatever. Trust Christ, will you? Let's sing something. I'm going to go get ready for baptism. We have a baptismal service, and I'll go get ready for that if Brother Barry leads us.